Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? <laughs> Daryl, this time I got all kinds of things going on because I just want to let our listeners know something. It took five, almost five years for Daryl to twist my arm. And oh, I, yeah. it, was, it wasn't without putting up a fight, but I'm here to tell you that I'm a 100% Mac user now, which should bring a smile to your face, Daryl. I am so proud of you, Larry. You have the iPhone, you have the <laughs> iPad, and you now have the Mac book. You are uh, 100% in the club. Life's going to be great. Uh, uh, welcome. Uh, Taking a bold step into the 2000s. I'm so proud of you, Larry. This hey, but there's, there's, there's one thing I have a question for you, and then, and then I can't wait for us to bring our guests on. What's it mean? Because everyone says, welcome to the dark side. So help me on, what is the dark side? There is no dark side, other than that it does have a nighttime mode, which you'll you'll learn about. But <laughs> hey, by the way, we're this is not a computer podcast. So in case you're about to tune out, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're new, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic adding real value. We call it selling from the heart. And Larry, we uh, just have to mark this because this is so exciting. We just passed our third anniversary and we just noticed when we were going back through our stats, over 100,000 episodes of selling from the heart have been downloaded. It is so exciting. The movement of authenticity that is spreading literally all over the world. I, I just couldn't be more uh, proud and excited. I just want to give a huge, uh, well, thank you to you, Larry, for uh, sticking with it, uh, <laughs> producing these episodes every week. I also want to say a, a massive thank you to our audience. And, uh, you know, so many of you are sharing the podcast on your social networks. You're telling your your peers and coworkers about the podcast. You're giving us references. All of it's fantastic. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, and I know from yours as well, Larry, yeah. thank you. It's just such an honor. Um, and we are excited about what's ahead. And uh, we're super excited about our conversation today. So, Larry, why don't you introduce our esteemed guest and uh, let's dive in. Um, wow. Where do I start with Kim Thompson Pinder? But I'm going to give you, I have to give our listeners a backstory on this because this is a segue into the podcast today. So as you all know, the, that Daryl was the one who kind of got me into writing Selling from the Heart as he hijacked me in a car for a very long distance. And I said, well, okay, Daryl, I'm going to commit to writing Selling from the Heart, but I just need that push and the prod and packaging it all together, stuff that I'm not really good at. So that happened and thus Selling from the Heart was born. And Kim is a blessing. She, if, if there's anybody who truly understands what's it mean to sell from the heart, it's Kim. Kim's been with me the whole entire time. Um, a massive kindred spirit in, in the world that we all live in today. There will be a time and place that I will give her a hug. But for right now, she has a big virtual hug as I welcome in Kim Thompson Pinder to Selling from the Heart. Welcome. This is, this is actually an honor. 
<laughs> I've been waiting forever to be on here. <laughs> well, you are here today, and, and I'm so excited uh, for all of our listeners to, to get to glean from your wisdom, but you know the question that every guest from the Selling from the Heart podcast get gets, and I think, uh, I can't wait to hear your answer to this, but what does it mean to you, Kim, to sell from the heart? Well, you know, helping you with the book gave me such um, a unique perspective on it. And I think the best way to describe selling from the heart is just to give you like a one minute brief on my story. I spent so many years as an entrepreneur trying to be somebody else and failing miserably. (laughs) And it was only when I learned to be myself and that it was okay to be authentic, that it was okay to develop relationships and it was okay to provide value and be kind. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be salesy and slimy and all those, those other kinds of things. Um, You know, when when we were working on the empty suit, I mean, man, that visual just stays in my brain. So, you know, the best example of selling from the heart was when I was helping Larry you with the book. And I think I actually told you this was I, it finally confirmed that I was okay to be me and sell the way that Kim sells. And I think that's probably the best compliment that I could ever give you about selling from the heart. Yeah, and thank you so much because this this is a great segue. It's okay to be you, and, and and I think that a lot of times we have a difficult time in bringing us to the forefront mm-hmm. because the fear. Right? I don't know how you know perceptions, reality. I don't know what people are going to think. But when all actuality, it's all the stories. Which that's a great segue, Daryl. It's all the stories mm-hmm. that we play in our head that we go out and tell. And it, I, I'm here to share with you, it's the complete opposite of what's going on a lot of times in your head. Yeah, it's so true. You know, we live, um, we've said this many, many times on the podcast that we live in a post-trust era. We live in an era where you know, people have always been skeptical, but skepticism is at an all-time high. Um, and to compound that now, you know, all of us are, are in a world where we are selling 100% virtually. So it's not even the like the face-to-face, I know there's the Zoom, but you know what I mean? There's not even that that being present uh, with people physically in all of this. And yet, in this post-trust era, in this challenging time, we've got to be able to build trust. I'll add another layer on top of that. Budgets are scarce. I mean, we're stepping into you know, an economic slowdown. So now, um, not only is it hard to build trust, it's more essential to build trust than ever before. And now we've got to figure out how in the world as sales professionals are we going to build and develop trust in in this world. And this is why I'm so excited to have Kim on the podcast today. Kim's podcast is called From Author to Authority. And, um, you know, if there's one thing that is, if there's a word in the English language that's parallel with trust, it's being an authority on something, Mm -hmm. having something to say. I mean, Kim, what do you say to sales professionals that are, you know, in this environment right now and trying to figure out how am I going to build trust in this post-trust virtual selling world? I want to take one quick step back because I want to talk about the concept of authority for just a brief moment. So 
as a salesperson, it's very easy to get stuck in that ocean of obscurity where you blend in with every other uh, salesperson out there. Mm-hmm. And so when you become that authority and you guys are both authorities, you, you've taken it and, and you've, you've allowed yourself to be seen. And I think that's important as a salesperson is that you have to allow yourself to be seen as that authority. Now, again, it's not the ego thing, right? Mm-mm. Because, you know, we're all authorities in our niche, but there's things that I am not the authority in and I'm the farthest thing from the authority in. And, but when you own what you are good at and how you help and serve people, that allows you to become the authority and it comes through in everything you do. And so when you can do that, that automatically starts to bring the trust factor in. Uh. When you know who you are, whom you serve, and how you serve them, then when you talk to somebody, you can talk to them genuinely. It's not fake. And when you can do that, it creates that instant trust. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the tools that we're going to talk about today, and maybe we'll get to this a little bit later, I'll let you guys guide it, but I'm going to talk about, you know, how do you use your stories to create the trust? Ah. See, this is that this is how you get past the empty suit, right? Because we all think, oh, I'm going to put the suit on. I'm going to get the brochure, the business card. And, you know, I'm going to be this authority. But we have a lot of empty suits walking around out there. But what you're saying, and this is going to be so good, Larry, is that the beginning, because I I think you hear authority like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do to become an authority? (laughs) Kim's about to tell us that we have to tell stories, to become an authority. That's good news, right, Larry? Because you can tell a story. Yeah. And so, and so, so the, <laughs> well, I can tell multiple stories and Kim knows it, but, but here, here's what's interesting. And as selling from the heart was coming to life and, and so forth, and Kim knows this, Daryl, obviously, you know it as well, is the missing component of this is the journey that you take to understand who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, I'll throw it back your way in a second, Kim, but it's, we all have stories that need to be told and I encourage people to share the stories and those stories will lead, right? And then people will look at you as an authoritative figure. But in order for all that to happen, we got to take a step back and we got to look inside of who we are and we got to uncover that journey, that un- that mm-hmm. story of ourself. And once we do that, it becomes it, at least in my opinion, it becomes a lot easier to go out and tell that story with clarity, with conciseness. Here's another sea world there with conviction, right? So it's mm-hmm. music to your ears, but that's difficult for a lot of salespeople. And, and I think the way that, that, especially in the world that we're all living in today, we have to be that authoritative figure. We have to share stories and we have to get that story told in many different facets. Mm-hmm. I so agree. And and here's something it is about stories. Before there was really written language, a lot of history was passed on through stories. Mm-hmm. A lot of communication happened through stories. You know, think back to when you were a child. Maybe you didn't like reading, but I'm sure you loved hearing stories. Now, I was a reader right from the, the very beginning, but... 
I loved stories. I loved stories in books. I loved stories on TV. You know, my favorite TV show was Little House on the Prairie because I could so relate to Laura Ingalls. And so we are geared as people to respond to stories. And the nice thing about stories is it's a subconscious thing. Uh-huh. When you're telling your story and it resonates with the people that you're telling it to, all of a sudden it creates connection. Uh-huh. So let me so give you guys powerful. just a really quick example. So I won't share my whole story because I've got very long versions and a very short version. The short version is my mother died when I was four years old. Uh-huh. And That was okay until I went to school. And then all of a sudden, I went to school, and I was different from every other kid. It also didn't help that I'm half black, half white, and maybe one of these days, I'll show you my picture when I was a kid, because most people don't believe I'm half black. But I am. And as a child, I looked more black than white. Now I look more white and black. It's a confusing (laughs) thing. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing, Kim. It's awesome, Kim. I'm also 5'10 and a half, and from the time I was a child, I was always significantly taller than anybody my age. And then you couple that with, you know, I lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. Not that um, there, people were racist against me. They weren't, but I was different. Mm-hmm. And so I spent my entire school years feeling like I didn't belong. Mm. And you see, when I tell people that story, they may not relate to my details, okay? They maybe, their mom probably didn't die or different things. But when I talk about how different I felt, Mm -hmm. almost everybody relates to that. Yeah, yeah. They can relate to going to school and feeling different, you know? And then I start talking about how I dealt with feeling different was I became invisible. That was my protection. I came invisible. I just chose to kind of fade into the very average. Well, slightly above average, but not enough that it made a difference. Right? So I was the invisible girl who didn't have a mother. You know, I also share about how a teacher told me in grade two that I should not write because I was not a good writer and Uh how I carried those words for 30 years. And so when I talk about that, people relate to words that others have spoken over them. And then I talk about how I overcame that and within a period of less than 10 years have gone on, you know, to start authoring my own books, start ghostwriting, open a publishing company, and now having written probably closer to 150, not 100% sure, 150 books and have helped several hundred people become authors. Uh So there is power in telling your story when you do it the right way. And you can be vulnerable and you can be authentic. Now, as an authority, though, you don't want to be weak. Right. And there is a difference. Okay. Your story should always have I don't want to call it a victim because to be honest, if you're in a victim mentality that comes through as weak, you know, as everything is, Oh, poor me, look what happened to me, blah, blah, blah. You know, this happened to me and, and I couldn't get out of it. And that that's not the kind of story you want to tell. Right. The kind of story you want to tell is 
how did you conquer something in your life? And everybody's conquered something in their life. Mm-hmm. And that's the story that you want to share. You have to go to the vulnerable side. Okay. You have to talk about sometimes about how bad it was. Now, I do have a little uh, piece of advice because there will be people who are listening to your podcast who have gone through abuse and some very bad abuse. So, you know, I always want to talk a little bit about that because that that's important. When you've gone through abuse, you've got to be careful how you share your story. Mm-hmm. Right. First of all, sometimes you, there's certain details that you just don't go into. It doesn't mean you don't share your story when you've been abused, but I just highly caution you, if that's your story, then that's something you're going to have to carefully consider how you tell. And you do have to show that you've learned something through the process and you've come out of it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I, because it's power, that, that's, it's a powerful no, story. I, I but... <laughs> that's Go where, ahead. so all of this, I mean, this, this is so, this so goes along uh, with the self-reflection journal and in this journey that we've been mm-hmm. recommending people take because um, you know, those things that happen in your, in all of our lives, that's who we are. And so the only mm-hmm. way to have a genuine relationship is to bring our true selves to the table. And, you know, and I know I've, cause I went through the sales training. I delivered some of it myself in years past where, you know, we, we, the sales world tries to create corporate robots. But the reality is when we come to, when you have the courage to, you know, go back into our own stories and then take that and go, what lessons did I draw mm-hmm. out of that? <laughs> I heard someone say recently, don't say you have 27 years of experience. I want to know what you learned during that 27 years of experience, right? The lessons you brought to the table, have the courage to bring that out, um, you know, to the surface, because that's the value. Um, that's the differentiation even as a sales professional that you have when you know your story, right, Larry? Yeah. And, and, and here's what's interesting. And there's so many different directions I could take what what's happened over the last little bit on the podcast, but I want to steer it into to this is because I walk through this, you know, writing, selling from the heart and I live through it, you, you know, in my sales life is we have to understand how to become real and relatable and relevant through somebody's yes. eyes. Mm-hmm. And I really want to emphasize this for all of our listeners that are in sales is quite often, and it's why I wrote the chapter 10 of Selling for the Heart and Being That Empty Suit, is the first, when I was listening to what you were saying, Kim and Daryl, is the first couple of things that came to my head was actors and actresses, right? Mm. A lot of times in sales, we're putting on that front, right? We're hiding something. We're putting on that front. We're positioning ourselves as that big, bad bravado salesperson out there, right? Uh Killer female, I'm not, I'm just saying it. But it isn't until you come to grips with all the stories that have happened that form who you are and mm-hmm. that journey that you've got there. And that's why, you know, when when we're working with teams of people, Kim, we'll always start talking about stories, right? Define mm-hmm. your backstory. What, you know, what, what's the, your most favorite client story? What story got you to where you're at right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because people can relate to that. And when it's, 
you bring up vulnerability. It's when we're able to get in touch with that vulnerable side. Mm -hmm. That's where people relate to. It's the tugging on the heartstrings, right? It's selling, serving, leading from the heart. That's Mm -hmm. what people will relate to. Yes. All the other stuff is surrounding and and possibly icing on the cake. But but that's why the self-reflection journal, Daryl, has been such an impact. That's why the first three plus chapters of Selling from the Heart takes you on that journey to uncover Mm. your story. That's how people are going to relate to it. People relate to things based on experiences and memories. Yeah, and you know what, what's beautiful uh, is story not only builds connection. Um, you know, it's not only the foundation of trust. Story also has the uh, potential to make complex things seem much more understandable. And I know, you know, I come out of the technology sales world, where you know we were selling stuff that was incredibly complicated, right? In terms of the feature set, like we're talking hundreds of features and, um, you know, and the implementation was sophisticated and all of that. But when I knew as a salesperson, when I could tell a story about somebody that had, you know, an an organization that had a goal and dreams and it was a real person with a real problem. And we actually, you know, were able to say how that, that problem was resolved. All of a sudden the complexity just disappeared. Now I'm dealing with, a story. And, and as you know, I can't most human, you know, unless you're a super nerd like Larry, uh, who's now a Mac user, uh, you, you know, you takes one to know one, Daryl. Isn't that so childish? <laughs> no, so you look at, at some of these, I mean, we, you know, I think of, we've coached coaching people in the pharmaceutical world. You've got incredible levels of sophistication and, in pharmaceutical sales or coaching uh, people who are in the, in the uh, technology sales world where you've got these amazing feature sets that, you know, would just shut people down. If you went down that road, you could tell a story about an individual or an organization. And all of a sudden something that would have shut someone down, they're actually drawn into it. Mm -hmm. Stories are incredibly powerful. And I think, um, you know, the more, the more we can integrate story into our conversations as salespeople, into our presentations, even into um, the writing that we do, you know, in proposals and, and blog articles, the more stories we can tell, I would say the more sophisticated the thing you sell is, the more stories you probably should be telling in your sales process. What do you think, Kim? Oh, I, I think definitely. And, you know, Somewhere where I think it's completely underused is in handling objections. Mm, good point. Because we want to state the facts, right. right? We want to show them why their objection is wrong, right? Not that that's a good thing to do because that just puts up their defense walls. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to overcome this objection. But I found one of the best ways is just to share about a story of one of my clients you know, who felt the exact same way and mm-hmm. why they felt that way. Because many times, you know, your your client or your company that you're trying to, but specifically the person you're talking to at the time mm-hmm. is probably feeling the same way. You know, yeah. like I can't relate on a corporate level, but, you know, on, on p- producing and publishing books, 
you know, my, a lot of my clients feel the same way, you know, when we're talking about this process of writing a book. And sometimes it's, it can feel pretty overwhelming. And, you know, when you're in a corporate situation and you're not dealing with hundreds or thousands, but potentially even hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, you know, sometimes there's a lot of big emotions mm-hmm. involved with those decisions as well, because there's risk. Yeah. And so stories help to allay the risk and make the person feel like you understand who they are. But if you tell the story the right way, not only do they think you understand, but you know, you could, they know you can help them. Right. Because that story has a resolution, you know, Larry, I'm just thinking like a great exercise following this podcast if you're, if you're taking notes is just to think of like, what are the top three objections that you get and how could you integrate story to, to solve each one of those objections, either reactively or proactively, right? Just to be able to say, um, you know what, uh, a lot of our clients feel and what they felt <laughs> along the way and what they found. I mean, it's the good old feel felt found is the formula for that story. Right. And it doesn't have to be cheesy. It doesn't have to be old school to be able to really enter into the world of, of concern and, and, and go, you know, you're not the only one that's felt this way. Um, and let me share with you someone else that, that has. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it's, it, it's interesting because I've never been a scripted guy. Mm-hmm. And when and when I say scripted, right? I well, first of all, I don't think there's a script in sales, and there's a script in life. I mean, scripts form a foundation. But where I'm going with this is there's you know there's this script for this situation, and there's this script for this situation. And I'm not discrediting it at none whatsoever. But I think the missing element in this is the engagement and how do you make them feel in driving that conversation. Mm-hmm. Because if there's anything that, that I know that I've, that I've seen, people smell and sense scripts. They smell and sense the can response. I think yes and no. I think it depends on how you do it. One of the things, like for me, in learning to sell, scripts were incredibly helpful. It's actually what helped me learn how to sell because I, I, I was not good. I was not good at it. There, there was a time, you know, if you put a gun to my head and said, sell something, I would have been dead. Okay. Like I was that bad. So, you know, I have a little bit different view on scripts, but what I learned very quickly was I had to make the script my own. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the stories come in because I learned to, I would memorize the script but then I would add my own words, my own vocabulary. I would add a little story into that. So I didn't exactly stay to the script, but a script to me just gave me a foundation to work with to build my sales skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would agree with you, Kim. I was I was the same way, and and I I mean I, I remember my first sales job. They literally handed me a script and said, "Memorize this by the end of the first week, or you're fired." <laughs> so it was a bit of a, you know, I, I can still uh, I can still recite it in my sleep. But sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats, uh, still re- reciting that script. But but what ended up happening is I think you know over time I began to adapt that. I began to listen to things that some of my peers and coworkers were saying that, that worked, but, it, but it was also, I think where it really came alive 
early in my sales careers when I was able to say, and that reminds me of so-and-so at such and such, right? And I was able to bring, bring story in. I think the other, the other power of story, you know, sometimes we think we've got to tell a story in terms of like an actual customer client situation. Sometimes it's just analogies that mm-hmm. work just as well. So I know, um, and Kim, you've been incredibly helpful as the editor of Revenue Growth Engine, which is coming out very soon. We've been talking yes. about that on the podcast. And I know in, you know, in some of the early chapters, uh, Kim and I, just full disclosure, are both fellow Canadians, which means Yay! we both love your outnumbered Larry, um, which means we both. Oh, love hey, I, I, I just have to, I just have to interrupt you because you, <laughs> now you just took me down some, you're right. You always said, welcome to the mac world. You just went on the dark side and we're talking about stories, Daryl, Amy, and gosh, darn it. This whole revenue growth engine story. How come I don't even, where's the story, dude? Come on. Well, man. So, so the story was in the in analogies. We had to, cause Kim, you kept pushing me going, you need an analogy. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it, there was one chapter where we were talking about taking things and really distilling <laughs> it down. So I worked in, uh, which I know you were wholeheartedly in favor of, we worked in a maple syrup analogy, right? Where you <laughs> boil down 40 <laughs> gallons of sap into the world's best substance called maple syrup. Um, and, uh, but those, those types of analogies are helpful as well. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can say it's kind of like dot, 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 it's kind of like maple syrup. You know, it starts with 40 gallons of water and ends up in something powerful, uh, wherever you can bring analogy into your, mm-hmm. into your, um, selling style, those things help make those complex concepts seem a lot more believable and understandable mm-hmm. to people. And I think that's a, it's not only a smart thing to do, it's also a courteous and kind thing to do to help mm-hmm. bring people along through that, that buying process. Well, and the thing is too, is sometimes, especially if you're dealing with something that's very complicated, like you were saying, if somebody doesn't understand it and you know, you're trying to explain it, they feel kind of stupid when they don't understand, right? Mm-hmm. And we've all been there, okay? My husband is like one of the highest level tech gurus you can get, okay? He's also electronic guru, computer guru, you name it, he does it. And he learned very on in our marriage that he was really going to have to dummy down everything he said if we were going to have any hope of a conversation about what he did. <laughs> and so he's gotten really good at it over the years. He can actually, he uses a lot of analogies. He can now explain it in a way that I understand. So at least I feel like I'm a part of the conversation, um, you know, but it's the same thing by telling, giving those analogies, which is basically a type of story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can make those complex ideas and bring them down and then people relate to them they feel good about it they're like oh i understand that as opposed to sitting there going okay i'm either really dumb or this person's really bad at explaining things right <laughs> neither one of those is helpful if you're a sales professional no, hey daryl exactly. you know as, 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 as i was listening to kim and then you know that analogy and your analogy i go you know just imagine that, and this might be a great challenge to throw out to the, to the listeners out there is imagine if you looked back right over the last year, your last year's sales, your last year's clients, and you started to unpack 
Mm-hmm. those stories, right? How did this start from start to finish? What happened along the way? What That's happened good. at the end? What happened in the middle? What's happened six months down the road? And learn how to package all of those up and then repurpose those stories as you're prospecting for new conversations or you're talking with somebody brand new. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you got a story bank in your head and you go, you know what? I remember six months ago, this very similar conversation I was having was so-and-so. Do you mind if I share you a quick story and get their permission to roll right into the story? Smart. So Larry, do I have your permission to share a quick story? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be good. This would be a great way to end the podcast. Here we go. So Larry, you were just talking about that, but I actually use you as an example all of the time because you have taken your book and I mean, yeah, I did help you with a lot of it, but it was your message and you've made that message strong and you've gotten it out there clear and you've let people know in no uncertain terms that it's okay to sell from the heart. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You've been faithful on the podcast. You're faithful in posting on social media. You know, you, you write your, your articles on a regular basis. And so I use you as an example all the time to my clients. And um, you've probably gotten quite a few book sales because I've told people to go read your book and check you out on social media and watch what Larry does because I can tell them to do things. I know what it is they need to do to start building that authority, the credibility, the audience, all this kind of stuff. But when I tell them, look at Larry Levine and what he's done, all of a sudden it's not me telling them what to do. I'm okay. I do tell them what to do, but I use Larry as that example and then they go check Larry out and they're like, Oh wow. Like, and I talk about Larry. So, you know, you get a lot of kudos in my company. And I, and I appreciate that. And that's why the message and the book and the movement that that we're creating at selling from the heart means a lot, Kim, because Mm -hmm. I've, I've literally seen people come to life by unpacking their story and you get right. I I'll always use the expression. You get the Debbie doubters that are out there mm-hmm. the tenured salesperson who's been highly successful in their career, who looks at me with a certain, you know, look or their thought that's going through their head. And I said, Hey, listen, there's one thing that I know that we can all agree on and we all can become better. You want to take your career to the next level, unpack your story and define mm-hmm. who yes. you are and get that out there to the people who already love you and watch what starts to happen. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, Kim, um, I'm really, uh, first of all, I'm so thankful that you came by today. Second of all, I've got some questions I'm really looking forward to picking your brain on in our uh, Selling from the Heart Insiders Extra segment here in just a moment. But uh, as we end the podcast uh, episode here today. Any words of wisdom for for our global network of sales professionals that are listening in? Well, I think like Larry said, start to unpack your stories. Mm-hmm. And you know, one story doesn't fit all. The other thing you can do is keep a story journal. You know, like there's many times you'll be reading a book and you'll come across a story or you'll see something really cool on social media, you know, like a story on social media or an analogy on social media, you know, create a library of things, you know, screenshot it, save it on your computer. You know, if you're reading something, write it down in a journal, you know, create that content 
Mm-hmm. A content library of stories that you can use to relate. And you just sprinkle them throughout, like, a, you know, because when you study them, all of a sudden you'll start to remember them as you need them. Beautiful. So that's probably the best piece of advice I can give you. Well, you just, gave me, you just gave me a great topic for my article this coming weekend, Kim. So thank you very much. Because <laughs> I had to say, because Daryl would have said you should write so an article. So good. Oh, man. Well, Kim, thank you so much. It was so great hanging out with you today. We're just so, Larry and I are beyond, uh, we appreciate you so much. It's, uh, it's just such a pleasure to be able to work with you and, and, I, and you're sharing your wisdom with all of us today. So helpful. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me on. It's it's an honor that's been long coming. <laughs> that's right. It, it, hey, Daryl, it does bring this all full circle, dude. It does. It does. <laughs> so, and to everybody else, thank you for joining us this week. Once again, thank you for uh, giving us a review on your podcast platform, sharing the word. Um, this is uh, so exciting. All the things that are going on. For those of you in the Insiders Group, um, we'll be continuing this conversation. If you want to learn about the Insiders Group, go to sellingforthheart.net slash insider and uh, how you can join a growing community of sales professionals that are, are really uh, taking things to the next level. So till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, unpack your story, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.